Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Life Planning 101. Good morning, good morning, good Monday morning, and welcome in. Blakeney Hodges sitting in for Terry Slavens, and of course, joined by Angela Robinson from Kennedy Financial Services. There and you are. Yes, so happy to be here. Um, happy. I mean, I was talking before the show. I think I need to pinch myself. I'm wondering if I'm really in Texas in, in June. Um, it's just amazing weather. And it's, it's been, been beautiful. fabulous. And just, I, I'm glowing coming off of a great weekend with family <laughs> and, and uh, lots of fun out, outdoors. So it's just been exciting. But um, we, we do have a really good topic today. A, a really important topic, and it's about uh, you and your advisors that you have in your life. And um, I want to start by telling you a couple stories. Uh, first of which was a lady that came to us a couple years ago, and you know, dear lady, she's 88 years old, and um, now, and of course, then I guess she's probably around 84 years old, and. Um, she had come to us because she wasn't getting a lot of communication from her advisor, but she had stuck with them because that's who her husband had used. It's who they had used for years and years and years and years. And so she just came to us with her daughter uh, for a second opinion via a introduction from one of our, our current families that we work with. And um, as we were going through everything, the, the advisors kept telling her she was fine, kept telling her no big deal. And we reran her current situation and she was going to run out of money. She would be out of money today, actually, if she would have kept down the same path that she was on. Mm -hmm. And yet her advisors were telling her she was just fine. Well, why was that? What was going on um, with that situation? Did, you know, was it really the advisor's fault? And in a sense, I, I would question the fact of if they're actually advisors. She kept calling them advisors. But when we looked them up, really what they did was they sold investments totally different thing right yeah and and she'd outgrown them she needed someone there to be able to help her in her situation to know what she could spend what she needed to do and where her money needed to be invested and it wasn't all stocks and bonds um you know and and i will be saying i mean we, we know everybody knows we have a cfa in our office so we do have a registered investment advisory and we do manage a, a lot of money but does that mean that's the only thing that we do no, in her case, we had to tap into the insurance market to get her enough income so she wasn't going to run out of money, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you look at like insurance agents, are they able to tap into the advisory market when the time needs or are they solely focused on investments? And I think sometimes that's where things get shuttered and you're like, how do I know if I'm getting the right thing? How do I know if my advisor is telling me the right thing? So um, the second story I want to talk to you about is a fellow advisor actually told me this story. And it was about his grandmother. And this gentleman, by the way, just to give him a lot of credit because he it, it is well-deserved. He is extremely intelligent. Um, he's part of a, a group that I belong to. It's called the Forum 400. And it's made up of like the top advisors in the entire country planning advisors okay people that uh, know the advanced planning markets better than anybody estate planning tax planning all of these things right mm -hmm. and they're just it's a great group of advisors so he has a lot of kudos well he kept trying to get his grandmother to let him help her 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let me look at what you have. And she said, no, John, the guy that's been helping me has helped me for over 50 years. And he's a family friend and he's doing just fine for me. I don't need any help. And she couldn't take that business away from a lifelong friend. So she just said, nope, we're not, we're not going to go down that route. Well, he continued to tell me and what, what had happened after her death. You have that look on your face. You know what's about I'm to like, happen, I'm right? I'm hoping it's not headed where I think it is. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so her family ended up paying Uncle Sam over $2.3 million in taxes. And the truth was is when they looked back at the tax return, she had been paying a horrendous amount of taxes for a long time. And it wasn't that her advisor was a bad guy, right? He just it, didn't know. He just didn't know. He, he wasn't even incompetent. It wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was just the simple fact that she had outgrown him, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's different types of advisors. And how do you know what you have? How do you know if that's the right one for you? How do you know what you need, right? Yeah. And that's what today's show is all about right here on Life Planning 101. And I don't care who you are. This is a great show because we're going to break it down in the nitty gritty of everything you want to know in the advisory world. Well, that sounds good. Let's do it. After this break on Life Planning 101. Welcome back into Life Planning 101 here on KATX and KWBY. And today... Have you outgrown your advisor? I think is a big question, right? Mm -hmm. Or your advisors. And I, you know, the thing is, is I, I believe that finding the right fit advisor for you and your family is probably one of the hardest things that anyone can do. And I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, we're not the right fit for everybody. In fact, we tell people that. Um, we have a set of criteria that we do, is, and we actually have a whole thing on our website that says who is a right fit for us that people want to know if they're a right fit for us. Because, you know, first of all, you have a, everybody has a different approach. And, and in fact, you know, so everybody knows we have a registered investment advisory where we have other advisors across the country. And we're looking at their stuff because we do compliance all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I see what goes through their offices. And there's things that obviously I would have a very differing opinion because I have a different approach to the way that I look at things. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't do the same thing. Does it mean it's right or wrong? No, it just means that there's differences for everybody. And that's the same across the country. I mean, if you take in just in our small group, imagine the variety that you're going to get. And in the United States, there's a huge difference. And, you know, I think the big thing is, is just knowing that you haven't outgrown your advisor. Okay. Not that maybe you have the perfect advisor, but knowing that you haven't outgrown them. And I always think about, and I was looking up things this morning, you know, trying to help enhance the show with funnies, but I thought, well, I've got the funniest of all. I had a great Dane. Well, I still have a great Dane, but I have another great Dane. I had another (laughs) great Dane. Her name was Hallie. And when I got her as a puppy, she loved this little yellow chair that we had. It was a yellow chair and it sat on the back porch. And she loved that thing when she was a puppy. Mm -hmm. She loved it so much. She sat in it all the time. Well, she kept sitting in it as she was growing. Mm-hmm. And so as she was growing, there was more extremities hanging off of the chair, right? Yeah. Through the little, you know, legs everywhere. Yeah. There were there were things going on. And eventually, she couldn't even get on the chair. Her booty started sliding off. <laughs> and then eventually, her booty was sitting on the floor with her front legs on the chair. Okay, this <laughs> right? So she was not she, letting it go. <laughs> she was not letting it go. But how many times do we do that in yeah. life? In general? general forget that you know your right fit advisor how many times do you do that in life where you just don't let go of something even though you know that it might be hurting you right it reminds me of uh, what's that old parable about the two frogs right the one that was in the pot 
and they turned on it was in the water and they turned it up and and let it start to boil and the frog died mm-hmm. right because he never never noticed he was boiling yeah and then the other frog they threw into a pot of boiling water and it immediately jumped out right mm-hmm. and so when we see danger right up front or we see a problem right up front it's easy but if we've been in that problem long enough or we've been in the same situation long enough do we really even know that there's a problem? Do we know that it could be hurt us? Or, you know, remember that story I told you right at the beginning about that lady that was going to run out of money. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know. She had no clue. It was by God's scent that, she, you know, she decided to go looking for another advisor because she really didn't even have an advisor at yeah. that time, right? So how do you know? What What is it that it could trigger you? And, you know, I think the biggest thing is really understanding that advisors, by definition, come in all sizes and colors okay they can be cpas accountants insurance agents attorneys financial planners registered investment advisors or simply an advisor there's a lot of people out there that give advice that really don't have many licenses they don't have designations they just tout themselves as giving advice Mm -hmm. if you think about when you drive by most accounting firms most tax preparing firms there's a sign up there that says financial advice doesn't it Mm -hmm. well what kind of financial advice does that really entail is that entail everything or does that entail some things yeah right and you could probably take a look at what that person's primary focus is and figure out what they're going to be good at mm-hmm. probably in most cases if you yeah. look at a cpa or an accountant what do you think they're gonna be good at taxes and accounting right bookkeeping yeah um, maybe liabilities um what about bankers what are they gonna be good at banking banking right they're gonna, they're <laughs> gonna know they're gonna know cds they're gonna know loans they're gonna know those types of things what about insurance agents insurance and annuities right are they going to know is an insurance agent most likely going to know anything in the investment world most likely probably not probably not right they might know enough to be able to gain the client away from the investment world okay and i'm picking on insurance agents i have an insurance license i can do that um so you know you know but it's true they know enough right but do Mm. they know enough to really be all-encompassing as an advisor to you no what about attorneys They know law. Some know tax. Some know tax and law. Not every attorney knows everything. I have the hardest time explaining to people why they need a surgeon sometimes when it comes to attorneys. Because attorneys are great. We need them. But if you get the wrong attorney... They're like putting sour candy in your mouth. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not going to be very pleasant, okay? Yeah. And you're going to probably have to get things fixed. So knowing what specialty of attorney that you need at a specific time is really important. And a lot of people just go that family attorney yeah. for everything. A lot of times you might have outgrown that family attorney because mm-hmm. you need the specialist, right? Yeah. And what about financial planners? Whether it's a CFP, a CRC, a CLU, a CFHC, take your pick, right? There, there's tons of financial planners out there. Life and retirement planning, okay? Do they know everything? Maybe, maybe not. I uh, heard an ad, I think it was last week, about an insurance agent that the guy had a CFP. Doesn't do investments, but he has a CFP. So does that mean he knows all-encompassing? Probably not, right? What about registered investment advisors? Obviously, we have a registered investment advisor. I could pick on these people too. And I'm telling you, this is flat crazy to me in our world that we live in because there are more CFPs, there are more financial planners in the registered investment advisory world than there are anywhere. And yet, 
they don't do everything. They focus on investments. Mm -hmm. The majority of them focus on investments only. So what makes sense? Why? I mean, how do you put all of this together, right? What should you expect from them? How should you know what to be able to ask them? And I think if you, you know, you have to think of it this way. If you have a million dollars and you choose an insurance agent as your sole uh, advisor, for example, you're probably going to end up in an annuity with guaranteed lifetime income. Does that mean that's right for you or wrong for you? I don't know. But I've never put all the money in one basket. And, you know, you go back in the day into the 80s and and 90s in particular, you would see people, and you don't see so much of this anymore, but you'd see people go to a CPA, an insurance agent, a a broker, a banker, and they'd have all these advisors. And they were trying to pull all of it together to make sure that it's working. But, you know, what ended up happening is that because of, you know, just a general population's lack of, of knowledge, you know, we say, we don't, we always say it's not the answer that you need. It's knowing the right question to ask. And an example of this, we're going through it right now. We have a, a young lady that had these questions for her accountant. She called her accountant. Her accountant said, I don't know. And then she called us back and we talked through it. And we're like, no, your accountant knows those answers. It wasn't the answer. It was the question that was being asked to the accountant, yeah. right? And so we do this all the time as, as humans. And we end up getting ourselves in a world of hurt because there's overlap, there's gaps in our plans, and there's problems all over the place because we're trying to micromanage all of those people, right? So, mm-hmm. so okay, so if it doesn't work to have one and it doesn't work to have all, what does work? And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back right here on Life Planning 101. Welcome back in. It's Life Planning 101 right here on KATX and KWBY. Have you outgrown your advisor? That's right. And we've, you know, talked about some stories. We've talked about different types of advisors. Uh, Before we get into the actual question and getting some answers, you know, I want to remind you of of two other things you got to look at when you got to look at advisors. Um, Number one is, are they captive or are they independent? And this is a telltale sign for a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing, but if you have an advisor that's captive, they often have to meet quotas, okay? So example, um, we were told we were interviewing an Edward Jones guy, and he has to sell so much of these proprietary funds a month, or he doesn't end up getting that quota and that bonus, Okay, so you think about the fact of where his mindset is and mm-hmm. where his motives are. It's not that he's a bad person, yeah. but he's been trained to meet these quotas. Okay, this happens a lot. You see farmers, State Farm, all these guys are captive. They can only sell for one company, and they have quotas they have to meet. And if they don't sell so much then they might end up fired. They yeah, may not even get their job. bonus. They may lose their job, yeah. right? So, you know, it's a question to be able to ask your advisor and just have that in the back of your mind. And if you are working with a captive agent, doesn't mean they're a bad person or a bad guy. In fact, like that Edward Jones guy, I thought he was amazing. Um, amazing individual. He wasn't allowed to do a lot of the things that he felt like he needed to be able to do to help his clients because that was his mindset, right? Mm-hmm. So it didn't mean he was a bad guy at all or, or that he couldn't do the work. It just meant that, you know, checks, you get your checks and balances, use them more like a broker, use them like more like a product dealer rather than your actual advisor. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then the second thing, you know, if they're independent, just because they're independent doesn't mean they have all the choices in the world. Um, we're independent and there's other advisors that are independent and they can't do what we can do. 
Why is that? Well, because their um, RIA doesn't allow them to do it. Their BD doesn't allow them to do it. Broker-dealer doesn't mm-hmm. allow them to do it. You know, it's all over the board. So, you know, it doesn't mean that just being independent is the right way to go either. Also, a lot of independent advisors aren't advisors. Independent money managers. Let's call them that, right? Yeah. Okay. Then on top of that, once you've kind of figured that out, the other thing that I think is extremely important to nail down is, is transparency of fees, right? You know, do people get paid via fees or commission? All right. Neither are bad. And I want to repeat that. Neither are bad. You know, there's just all this hype because of regulatory that commissions are a horrible thing. And I'm going to tell you straight up front, we're primarily fee-based. We get paid fees. 98% of our income is fees. But it doesn't mean commissions are bad. And I'm going to tell you why. If we have a very young person that we fee for the rest of their life, they're going to end up paying us more than they would have if they paid a, a commission up front yeah. on something that they needed to pay for. Okay. Now, does that sound great? Maybe. If it doesn't need ongoing management. If it needs ongoing management and we got paid a commission up front, what motive would we have to continue to monitor that and make sure it's doing a good job? We don't, right? Yeah. So what, what's better? Depends. Totally depends. But it's important to be able to know how people get paid and what they're getting paid because you can see if there's any ulterior motives in what they're, they're suggesting for yeah. you, right? And that's, that's just good to know. It's good to know. And we tell people we can, get, we can get paid a couple ways. That's what we tell people. We can get paid a couple of ways. Let's find a way that works for you and I in that agreement and we can move forward. And a lot of times it ends up being fees because we want that ongoing relationship. Mm-hmm. And when they make money, we're able to make money. And when they lose money, we're able to lose money, right? And we're yeah. on the same side of the fence. But that's not always the case. And it's important to be able to have that conversation up front. So, you know, let's go back to, I want to I want to tell you about a, a little um short story that I found this morning. It's called by Portia Nelson. And it's really short. It just says, chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault, but it takes me forever to find my way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it's my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. Chapter three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there still. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. (laughs) I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street, (laughs) right? So how many chapters is it going to take you to figure out if you have that right fit advisor? Are you walking down that same street and falling in that same hole? How many years are you going to keep paying more than you need to pay to Uncle Sam, for example, right? And we don't think about these things, but let's refer back to grandma's story for just a second. How do you know when you've outgrown that advisor? And in some cases, it's real simple. In others... It's not. And I think you have to start by asking yourself two questions. Number one, if you need a real true advisor that needs to look at everything holistically, you need to ask, are you working with someone that's proactively working with you, proactively working with you and your other advisors on your life plans? That means they're working with your other insurance agents, property, casualty, life, working with your accountants, working with your attorney, 
Maybe you have other financial advisors. We have certain situations where we work through three to four other financial advisors for one client, and we make sure that we're all on the same page, Mm -hmm. right? So are they doing this on your family support issues, your charitable gifting, business succession issues, legacy planning, estate planning, liability issues, debt, getting sued, either way, tax issues, insurance issues, investment issues. That's a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. That's all encompassing. If you try to do one thing without the other, it is inevitable you're going to have gaps and overlaps in that plan. And I will tell you this straight up front. When we work with someone, if they aren't willing to lay down their cards and let us look at everything, we won't work with them. It's a liability for us because of what we do, because we're looking at that big picture. And number two, are they talking to you about all of your options? You may not know everything that could be made available to you. And I mean, it's kind of like that answer, right? You're looking for an answer. Well, my fat, my bet is, is that you probably don't. That's why you're seeking advice in the first place, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you need some help. And most advisors don't. And that's what you've got to come to grips with. Most advisors don't know everything. We get calls from CPAs asking, what can we do here? What can we do? Why? They do taxes. We don't prepare taxes, but we do tax planning. Mm-hmm. So they see the difference. They know the complement works, yeah. right? We, we seek an attorney and we say, we want to do this to accomplish our goals. How do we do it? Right? Yeah. We're seeking their advice because we know we don't have the tools or the knowledge or the, you know, pass the bar exam, the license <laughs> to be able to do it. Right. So, you know, the, the thing is, is really understanding this topic of how you've outgrown your advisor or if you've outgrown your advisor. And if your advisor hasn't made you aware of the things that we discussed today, like all of these things, then you probably need to take a sit down and look at your situation. Are you going to run out of money? Do you know? Are you appropriately covered if you got sued today? Do you know? Are you thinking about your legacy planning and how your kids are going to inherit your money? Do you know if they're going to pay taxes? Do you know if you're going to pay more taxes or less taxes in five years from today? Do you know that? You should. Those are the things that you have to look at for your situation because they make all the difference in the world for people. And that's what we, we come to grips with. That's why we end up walking down that same street and falling in the same hole over and over again. So... I, there was a quote I found by Katherine Hepburn. I want to I end with this. And she said, We are taught to blame your father, your sisters, your brothers, the school, the teachers. But never blame yourself. It's never your fault. But it's always your fault. Because if you wanted to change, you were the one who's got to change. That's a good one. It is a good one. And the truth is, is that we may have these relationships. It doesn't mean they have to end with people that we've worked with for years, but maybe you need to onboard someone else to be able to help you look at things holistically and help you take that big picture step to say, am I going to boil in that pot of water like that frog? Or am I gonna know when I need to jump out because I can see danger up ahead, right? It's that important. After all, it is your life plan. Mm -hmm. Are you living life on purpose? Right here on Life Planning 101, you don't want to miss us each week on Monday. Uh, Make sure that you answer our Twitter poll at KFS Life Planning. We want to know, have you outgrown your advisor? And any comments or stories that you can tell us in this regard would be greatly appreciated because we love to be able to share stories on the show, as you well know. And I think those are what help people 
um, when they hear other people's stories. You know, that's what helps move the world along. So don't hesitate to give us your stories and, and share those with us. And my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. God bless everyone. Have a great week. And don't forget to listen in to us next Monday on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.